Welcome Sacramento to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis and today I am joined by my two usual co-hosts, Sharon and Michael. First, let's go to you, Sharon. Welcome. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. Been a while since we've chatted, but we have a really good game to talk about from last weekend. I mean, good in a quality of we won and can't wait to hear some of our thoughts and talk about that. Yeah, I, I know, right? It was, it was good because we won, but we, we have our own our own thoughts to talk about here. And let's go to you, Michael. Welcome back. I know you were down there when we were playing. Wish you would have been able to been at the game, but, you know, soon, soon you'll be able to be at a game in SoCal where Republic's playing. How's it going? Things are going well. Yeah, LA doesn't make it easy to get into a game. They're not selling any tickets to the public right now for Los Dos. Um, and media is kind of non-existent for uh, Galaxy 2. It, it, they made it really difficult. I was trying. I was, I was pushing all the buttons I thought I could, trying to charm them. Um, <laughs> everything's short of wine and dine. Uh, but that's all right. It's uh, Honestly, I, I don't know. How much fun it would have been to be at the game. It wasn't the, the greatest uh, matchup, but I guess three points is three points. How are you doing, Luis? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it, it's great to start off winning, and you know, it's it's awesome. Feel good about that. And there's still things to work at, but I'd much rather work on stuff after a win than after a loss. So the, there is definitely that. And hopefully, you can actually go to the game against Orange County on the 22nd if you happen to be around there. And so let us know yeah. if, if, if you're around Definitely. there too. We, we have some connections there. So you might, you might get a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a buddy. Uh, so let's, let's get right into it though. Uh, we've got the, the Republic versus a lot LA galaxy two. Um, it was the season opener. What, what'd you guys think of it as far as season openers go? I mean, it had season opener vibes, I'd say. Wasn't exactly a masterclass, but well, we'll take we'll take the three points against uh, a division rival. What about you guys? So yeah, season opener vibes for sure from all of us watching remotely, which I'm sure we packed the house watching remotely since there were no fans in the stands there. Um, and you know what? Whether there's fans rooting for you or against you, fans are important. So I think it's kind of odd that the they have not figured out how to um, incorporate fans into their. Um, you know, into their games yet. So that being said, totally saw the nerves in the very beginning. Uh, and I know that the guys were really trying hard to cement their roles, but even the announcers were saying that, you know, it wasn't quite clear everything that was going on. And, and it's almost not worth much talk about the first half, but it really is worth talking about the second half and some of the opportunities that were created and some of the subs that came on. The other thing I would like to just briefly touch on is, you know, we had a different goalkeeper than we're used to and it was a clean sheet. So we're appreciative of uh, Thomas Gomez's efforts there. I don't know how your guys' hearts are feeling for Rafa or if anybody has heard any progress on his injury yet. Talk about that. Yeah. Major props to Thomas Gomez, because like you said, it was his like first official game with us. He hasn't been playing regularly, even in the last friendly that we were at, you know, just the last week. He wasn't there, right? Like when uh, Diaz is subbed out, we got our academy goalkeeper that uh, was subbed in. And so really great to see him uh, up part to level because the, let's remember he came from the Pittsburgh Riverhounds and 
they've had a pretty competitive side in the past couple of years. So really glad to see that he's uh, living up to that expectation and especially against Los Dos, right? Because we already said, right, we don't even really want to touch too much on the first half because it it wasn't all that great. And I wasn't actually too confident going into the second half, I got to say. And I'm really glad that things changed uh, after the first half. But there is definitely a lot of learning lessons there. And I think that's the good thing that we should take out of this first half is that a lot of things need to be fixed. And, you know, I would also say if we want to give the players uh, the benefit of the doubt, it is their first game, uh, official game, I should say, playing together, right? We know the roster saw a lot of changes all throughout. And in fact, if we look at our starting 11, I mean, we've got Cameron, Carlton, uh, Jaime Villarreal, Shannon Gomez. Uh, those are only ones, right, that came from last season or that were playing regularly last season because we do have uh, Andrew Wheeler Munu, but since he didn't play that much, I almost look at him as a, as if it's his first season, right? Since he was in, um, unfortunately available to play throughout the season. So I think there is that. We'll probably be able to give a better assessment and during first halves in future games. But for this first one, I think it makes sense why you would kind of start a little rusty, uh, just jumping on the first half. And Los Dos, I'm not quite familiar if most of their players came back, but they've had competitive sides ever since they existed in the USL, right? We can go back all the way back to 2014 vibes and whatnot, but I feel like every time we play against them, we always have a competitive side, regardless of what people say, right? Because some people joke around and say like, oh, come on, these are just like teenagers. These are just like youth players, like, come on, you should be able to beat them. but they they've got it going on each season. I don't know if it's the coach or if maybe it's just their motivation to want to make it to the first team, but that team is something else. And it's not quite like other teams like Timbers two, who we all remember how they were, or even the Tacoma defiance that isn't all that great. So really awesome. I think to be able to say that we beat this team, because again, we've really struggled playing against them in the past so it's it's good it's good to start off great with against them yeah um props to Tomas Gomez um it's it's not easy coming in and just playing the way he played I, I thought he did well I thought he commanded the box well um I, I expect Rafa to slot right back in when when he's ready but uh yeah, it, I, I liked what the team had going in that second half. It, it was a, definitely a tale of two halves. I don't know what coach said at halftime, but it, it worked. And uh, a lot of people are saying it was a, a smash and grab of sorts. I couldn't agree more. Um, but that smash and grab isn't possible if Tomas doesn't play the way he did in the first half. He, he kept us in the game. And, I mean, I don't want to be too hard on the team. They were playing a, a new formation that five three two. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on it. I'm still a little puzzled as far as how it worked, and not to mention there was the uh, the four debut starters uh, five if you include Tainer. I mean, he did take a, a season off, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, as far as the formation, uh, bringing in the new starters, was, what what were your guys' thoughts? So on a on a five two two. Well, first let's go back to the halftime chat. Uh, I understand that the there were some harsh words 
mentioned at halftime. Um, and if I were the coach, it would be something like, are you just going to lay down and let them take this? Or are you going to stand up and play? So I have a funny feeling that that may have been probably a lot harsher than that. Right. Um, Cause when guys are talking to guys, there's some strong language, but at the end of the day, this five, three, two is interesting. I'm still waiting to see exactly what this is going to sound really strange. What Andrew's role is because I can see what Mitch and Dan do. I mean, I can see them being like a dual thing, but it almost looks like Andrew is a little bit of a, I don't know. It's almost like a defensive mid in a way he's playing, he's playing kind of around the two guys, but then you see him in other positions. It's, it's an interesting thing. It's almost like Andrew, just cover whatever needs to be covered. Almost like the old fashioned stopper. If you remember the, oh, I'm dating myself. Uh, when I used to play when I was younger, a younger adult, we had this position that was called a stopper and it wasn't the last defender. So that's good. And then watching the uh, outside right and left backs, you know, watching, um, watching Shannon know what his role was. I think he understands what he needs to do. And then also watching um, LaCroix, um, our new guy, watching him fly up the pitch. He's dangerous. And I could tell that LA had done their homework. They knew that he was the dangerous one. And so he had, he had great opportunities, but fewer than normal. And what we saw in the preseason game he had some awesome opportunities and not so much here because I think, I think LA knew how to pick him up. Um, so the, that leaves the the three midfielders, right? And so you have Jaime, I think Jaime still finding his game. Um, you know, he, he did get subbed out and I, I appreciated all the subs that came in. They all did a great job. My favorite sub of course is, not because he came in for Cam, but because of what he can do. Um, Derek Formella always stands out for me when he comes off the bench. I like him coming off the bench with the energy that he brings, and he's so skillful. I mean, I don't know if it's a thing of European soccer versus everything else, but I, I appreciated what he did. And, of course, if it wasn't for him bringing the ball down out of the air and knowing exactly where Shannon was going, we wouldn't be in the position we're in saying three points. Luis, what did you think? Yeah, I got to say in that goal, that was a sweet pass, right, precise, and great, great team play right there. And as far as the formation goes, I, I'm not a fan of when you have five out back. I just feel like, you know, when you have five out back, it's kind of hard, right, to be offensive because <laughs> you don't really have that much offensive options. And so I would prefer to maybe see a 4-4-2 because I feel like we have plenty of talented midfielders and you get more opportunities and so I, I would prefer to see that but at the same time I think looking at it maybe from coach's perspective I'm assuming that you know it's your first game you don't really know what to expect yet because most of these players haven't played with each other ever or maybe just in the friendly game and so maybe you're still trying to see how everyone adapts, how, how it's all going down. And so I could see why he would probably do that. And also it is an away game. And so you add travel and, and all that and, of course, uh, whatnot. But I'd like to see a 4-4-2 in the next game, in future games, because 
it's not going to be the first game anymore. You're going to have players that are going to know each other a little bit better. And so I think we have the potential to have some formations that are really offensive because we have that, you know, Ford powerhouse and we just need to give them more of those opportunities and not, not be as, as defensive as, as we did in this game, because I would be really curious to see if we have an offensive formation, how it works out with these new guys. And if we actually see more opportunities, if, you know, it works out, of course. So on that end, you know, again, I perfectly understand for this first game and I'm glad that it worked out, but I just feel like the formation may have been why the first half wasn't all that great initially. Well, and that's funny because the announcer said that, and Michael, you'll jump in here anytime. Um, I do disagree with you because I think the way that he's running the the five three two, I think he's getting plenty of numbers up, and I think the fact that he's holding Andrew back allows Jaime to be a striker. It allows any of the guys to cover the box responsibility. It allows any of those midfielders the freedom to go, and it also allows the two wing backs. So now all of a sudden, instead of just six uh, attackers, you actually have more than that. You know, mm. it's like I, I see the circulation, the mm-hmm. potential for circulation um, of players to confuse, to literally confuse <laughs> the other team because you don't know where the attack is going to come from and you don't know who's going to cover the box. So, you know, I, I, I'm kind of liking this new philosophy. So let's just see what happens on May 12th. <laughs> if it truly stays this way and if it works you know, I mean, it is Las Vegas and let's face it, past <laughs> Las Vegas. Well, anyhow, we won't talk about that. But Michael, what did you think? Your turn. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're quite all right. Quite all right. Uh, the 5-3-2, I, I don't know. I think I'm indifferent right now. Um, when I first heard that we were going 5-3-2, I, I didn't understand it. Defense hasn't been our issue. Our issue has been converting in the in the box mm-hmm. and putting put the ball in the net. Uh, but as far as the five three two, my only worry was the midfield looked a little lost sometimes, maybe uh, non-existent. I, well, okay, non-existent is a little harsh, <laughs> but um, it, something was missing. Like it looked like we, our our uh, our team up play was a little off as far as we're kind of skipping the midfield, and it was just that the defense getting it up to the forwards and moving the ball, and it, I that's not my type of game i mean i'll take it if it's going to give us three points every game coach you're the coach for a reason i'm on the sideline here for a reason keep doing (laughs) what you got to do but (laughs) it's 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 not the beautiful game that i grew up watching Mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't have to be pretty it just needs to be efficient and if we're gonna score and win every game in the 82nd minute give me 82nd minute wins and let's let's go for it i i don't know it's it's interesting. I've got to say uh, congratulations to Tucker Bone, though. That's That's got to be awesome. Coming on in the 80th minute, scores two minutes later. He's got the, the Jesuit ties, as uh, as we were mentioned. Um, it's, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's let's see it. Let's keep it going. And uh, on to Las Vegas next, May 12th. You know who was missing? It was uh, just the, not to bring him back, but Roro, right? Uh, for those of you who didn't watch his game with RGV, that guy was out there he played all 90 minutes and so gotta say gotta say you know really really happy for him though he did really good and as as we've mentioned before hopefully we get to see them in the playoffs because it would be be an interesting game and seeing him back but yeah i'm with you with uh, tucker bone it's really amazing when you come in as a sub 
you get that opportunity, you score. And I mean, there is no better like feeling than coming in as a sub and being able to prove your worth and especially being his first game. I think it's really cool. And especially a former Reno player, by the way, right? <laughs> Just to add to that, I'm sure Reno fans weren't really happy to see that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was really cool. But on the flip side, though, I am a little concerned, not, not as much yet. Of course, it's, again, it's the first game and whatnot. But I was hoping Cameron, after scoring those two goals in that last friendly that, of course, we got the chance to attend um, a week ago. I was really thinking that he was, you know, he had the boots right. I felt like this was his game for him. And I really thought, you know, he was going to score, give us at least one goal, right? Keep the uh, goal scoring uh, streak alive. But I don't know. Again, it's the first game. You know, I'm not going to put too much thought into it, but hopefully uh, things change for him because, you know, he, he really had a really good game for those of us who, got the chance to watch that last run against Real Monarchs and again hopefully hopefully it's it's all all there but well and I'm hoping that why for the reason he came off that he's going to be okay I don't I haven't researched or looked into that also but I mean look at um we made some midfielder substitutions and they helped I mean Fataya came in and you know nailed it every it was almost like we had like this, it wasn't so much energy, but we figured out their defense a little bit more quickly with these other guys. I think that to their credit, LA Galaxy already knew what Cam was going to do. They already know his style of play is Panther Pounce. And, you know, even though he can run like crazy, I mean, if you saw, he was he was doing a lot of defensive work. He had a, if one striker was up, the other one was definitely back and trying to cover and re and win the ball. That's one thing that I've noticed that coach Briggs is doing. He's having the guys try to swarm, uh, you know, it's like swarm for possession, you know, make it really difficult for the other team to play, but they still had some chances there. Uh, but it's that, it's that transition play. I think LA broke us down a little bit in too much in the first half and until Cam was subbed, but then all of a sudden we had those bright spots. We had mm -hmm. opportunities on goal. You know, we had Shannon getting wide open seriously. And, you know, we, we had, we had chances, more chances towards the end of the game. And I don't know, I, I just credit the energy of Derek, you know, <laughs> Mr. Formella coming in and showing us what it looks like, you know? Yeah, for, Formella, something happens with the team when he comes on the field. I don't know what it is. Uh, Derek's got something figured out there that the team responds to him. And I don't know what exactly it is, but yeah, hats off to the team. Uh, the, that They were pressuring the ball like mad, the, almost like a gig and press a la. Yeah. And then the rotation of the team, there was somebody always covering somebody else's spot. When they went up, somebody took their spot. When they dropped back, somebody else was rotating up. It was, it was nice to see. Uh, it definitely looks like something they've been working on. Uh, on the on the training ground. Derek plays with joy. And I think that's what a lot of people are drawn to. When a player is confident and plays with joy, that uh that's that you can't you you can't duplicate that. It's so attractive when somebody comes on and just has so much joy for playing. And you know, we've had other guys come in, in the past with that joyfulness. And that's and that is that's absolutely catching. So I would tell all the guys play for joy, play with joy in your hearts when you're out there, and you'd be amazed at what happens. Yeah, Derek has been amazing 
like for, again for those of us who went to that friendly game just when he came in the field it, it was like something different right like like you're saying Sharon you could feel like that once he comes in it's just one player but it's crazy just how much it really impacts the game with having that and it, it was I thought as a little side note uh, and I don't know if you saw this Sharon right but in that friendly game we had a couple of corner kicks and he was trying to do this little interesting like move where he like picked up the ball and he like the like a little uh what they call in, in Spanish sombrerito, right? Where you yeah. just lift it up and right. you know, you pass your opponent. And I thought that was amazing just to see him like take those opportunities. And I think it worked out for him like two out of three, where he actually got it to um go. And and yeah, I mean that goes to show that he it really is playing for joy, like you're mentioning, Sharon. And really cool. I really hope that it's contagious that other players see that and they're like, you know what? Let me try that too. Let me try and just shoot it from like long distance let me try and do this right because ultimately the more you do that the more pressure you put you know the the more opportunities you're creating for yourself and that's what I really like and I know in this game he had a shot from long distance fortunately the uh, um, LA Galaxy 2 goalkeeper blocked it well but he took the chance and it could have turned into a goal I know like he took the chance the ball was left there we had another player like take a chance and it passed so close to the post and that could have been the first goal of the match. And so, yeah. And I know we were talking about it during the game of three, but in my opinion, I think he should be coming off the bench at least for the time being. I'm not saying like, like leave the guy in the bench all the time, <laughs> but I think that he just brings that energy that is typically needed for most games, right? Because we're not going to have a lot of games where we're already winning 4-0 at the half. We're going to have a lot of close games this season. And so you want that player that can make a difference, whether you're losing or whether you're just winning 1-0. You always need a player that can just come in, change the pace and help us. Uh, so I got to I gotta jump in here on that terminology of joy. Where I heard that, uh, there was an interview with Steph Curry and I remember the, you know, the, the interviewer was asking, you know, what is it? What? And he was the one who was talking a lot about play with joy, just play with joy. And that's what Steph Curry brings to the court. Now, granted, he's a starter. Um, but if you, if you think about how that translates into en- any sport, when you come on with your head up and a happy, you know, you're just happy to happy to be there, happy to play, that transcends the whole thing. How many times have we seen the guys come out and their heads are kind of down because they're thinking and, you know, their heads are down. It's like, no, you want to come out with happy joy because, you know, it's almost like they tell you when you're singing, sing with a smile on your face because then you won't hit flat notes, you know, because if you don't have a smile on your face, you're going to go flat and that is horrible. It's pitchy. You don't want to listen to it. And it's the same thing in everything. You know, you come out with joy and it transcends. So if anybody's, if any of you guys, any of you players are listening to this, just come with joy, no matter what it is you do, bring the joy. All right. Well, what brings, what brings me joy is uh super fin double P pedary pending on uh, the dark arts, man. I don't know if you guys saw as he was getting subbed off. I was laughing so hard. I am all for a player who wants to wander, meander his way off the field. If you're winning the game, you take 10 minutes getting off that field. He stops, 
fixed the shoe, stopped, put the armband on. Oh, the armband's not on all the way. Let me help you with that. Oh, it's real, oh my God. having a real tough time. He's getting pushed in the back. Doesn't doesn't affect him at all. I saw that push. Time, I was like, this is the greatest thing. The ref should have said something. The ref didn't say a word. I was a little upset. But Double P, take your time, my friend. Next time you want to skip around the field before you hop off, I'm going <laughs> to clap you off the field. Mm-hmm. I'll roll out the red carpet because I'm all for the dark arts. Bring me plenty of black <laughs> magic. Let's go for it. Take your time getting off that field. I, I love it. I love it when our squad wastes the time, right? <laughs> when it's the other team. Oh my God, the words that come out of all of our mouths. So yeah, that's good. So on one of those interviews that Mark Briggs had, he said he wants all the other teams to hate coming to Sacramento. He wants everyone to just hate being here. He wants the fans to be, you know, just as loud and boisterous and cutting against the other team and say horrible things seriously. And then he, you know, he wants our players to be a little bit stiffer, tougher, you know, that kind of thing. He just wants, he wants everyone to not want to play us. And it's like, okay. So Peter, he embodied that. I agree, Michael. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. I, I don't know about you, Luis, but yeah, that, that's, that makes me so happy to watch. It's just part of the game. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with Sharon. Yeah, when it's us, I'm all like, hey, you take your time. If you want like to get a water bottle, Drink that water bottle. Drink it slowly, right? Because, you know, they don't have any bathrooms there. You have to go back to the locker room. Who wants to actually go walk back after you've played for so long? Just, yeah, just relax. (laughs) But, of course, when it's against us, people know know how it is at the park when we're losing and we're seeing some players, like, act like they're injured and, and just stay there. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not a friendly environment, but so speaking yeah. of the park, there's a couple of things buzzing around out there. I know that we have our game on the on May 12th, our our home opener, which I can't wait for. But there's a there's some things buzzing around the rumor mill about a new uh, stadium sponsor, a couple new stadium sponsors, and there's been some jokes mm. on uh, <laughs> on social media about what to call them because the names for the stadium sponsors are rather lengthy. And you know, when we got from when we went from Bonnie Field to Papa Murphy's Park, it's like, do we really have to say the whole thing? Yes, you do. Okay, fine. And so this next one, if it comes true, <laughs> nobody's going to like it, but it is what it is. We're going to love having a stadium sponsor and then the other rumor that i'm hearing is maybe now there's investors for mls maybe a group that is preceding a whale so you guys what what are your thoughts about that yeah guy fieri uh one of the maori sisters my apologies i don't know if it was t or i think it's tamara my apologies um her husband uh it's E40, I mean, it's just kind of a who's who of the Bay Area and Sacramento. You've got Tori Hunter. Uh, I'm all for it. If it's going to get us our, our MLS bid, they we somehow, Sacramento, finds a way to get things done. I'm a little skeptical still. I'm not, I hate to rain on the parade, but I'm waiting to hear <laughs> where the, the major owner is coming from. Obviously, I don't know everybody's pocketbooks, but... I feel like we're still a little short on the cash there, even with that ownership group. But maybe I'm confused and I don't know. Uh, I hope I'm confused. I hope that's that's the, the problem. Yeah, and, and for those of you who are wondering kind of uh, what maybe gives me at least a little bit of hope too, and it's not just like anybody just posting something because we know how 
people can try and make fun of things and just kind of post their own tweet and say, oh, yeah, I'm so-and-so and all that. Uh, someone by the name, and we're not quite sure who she is, but she goes by Greta Van Susteren. I said that right? So at Greta on Twitter, she has a blue verified check mark. So you kind of want to think, okay, it's pretty real because Twitter doesn't just give those out like nothing. And she posted a tweet, and we're recording today on May 4th. Major League Soccer is coming to hashtag Sacramento, and this is big news. So getting something from a verified account on Twitter gives me that little extra hope that I'm like, all right, well, I don't know how they're going to like do this, but go ahead, go do this real quick. So that way we can hear it from the team itself <laughs> and we can all start like breathing a sigh of relief and the stadium can be back at full capacity and more people are going to be back supporting the team. Unfortunately, maybe some because of being bandwagons, but I hope most of you, because of that poll, you'll still support us regardless, but this is really great. And it's really good to see this news come through and you're right, Michael, eventually someone was going to come by and I think it just makes sense. I've always said it. We have everything in place. The city already has everything approved. It's all kind of served for you. And I know they raised the price up. I know the price of construction went up because of COVID and uh, material costs. Here's hoping that they would go down since things are, are starting to pick up and get much better with the vaccine rollouts and all that. But it's a great investment for whoever wants to come by. And if it's just, <laughs> if it's a thousand investors coming through and pulling their money together to get to that amount, bring it on. I don't care what it is, right? Just bring it on. Let's get oh, our stadium. Yeah. All I have to I'm say <laughs> is make them sign a document, make them sign something <laughs> so they can't wiggle away. You know, everybody needs to sign a piece of paper. I'll even draw up the paper. <laughs> it'll be stupid, but you know, it'll be a yeah. paper. So sign it, have it there, frame it. Be like, you can't destroy this. We made a lot of copies of it. It's, <laughs> it's all there. There's a little clause that says if you cancel, you got to find yourself another investor <laughs> to take your spot. Um, but the, see, the way I see it, once that stadium is built, even if things were to fall through, guess what? We're still going to get a shiny new stadium. Even if we're in USL, we're in downtown Sacramento. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that's the way I see it too. I mean, once you have a team already in MLS, once all that is set through, if any investor group falls down, anything like that, I think it's easier for someone else to come through because at least you already have you already have all those initial costs, right? That they yep. took care of. Yeah, so absolutely. That should be our our good side. Yeah, I I agree. And if it's if that if that's how it's going to work, that we're just going to have a hundred small investors, like. Let me know. I'll start mowing some lawns, crushing some cans. Let me sign the document too, Sharon. Um, but I mean, yeah, things are looking good, man. We we beat LA Galaxy 2, Los Dos, 1-0. We've got this MLS uh, possible opportunity coming back together. And now we've got Las Vegas May 12th. Um, I'm excited. What, what, what says you? Yeah. Hey, the all those things. Great. I can't wait for our next podcast. Um, you know, what, if anybody has ideas for what we want to talk about, send them in. I think Luis always says where to find us. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great three things to talk about possibly for. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if this comes true, you already know if this comes true, we're recording that night 
we're going to be giving you all, all the details on on what's up. Uh, you know, we, we're really glad. It's actually just, you know, we just found out about this literally like an hour or even less, right, before we started recording this. So came at a good time. And now we just hope that we hear good news here shortly as uh, Greta uh, makes it seem like 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 it's going to be Ben Sustern. Yep. <laughs> hey, I'm even willing to sell stickers to get us there. Right. Our stickers. I'm I'm willing to invest in a few stickers and sell them and give the proceeds to. <laughs> if it, yeah, I know you can't see this podcast, but I'm holding up a State of the Republic sticker right here. And if anybody wants one of our fancy stickers. Two, two for a dollar. Let us know. We'll mail them to you. Yeah. Or if you're going to be at the game on the 12th, on next uh, week, next Wednesday, please uh, let us know. I won't be at that game, unfortunately, but Sharon, I believe you will be Absolutely. at that game. Yep. Maybe Michael, if he gets lucky and gets a ticket. <laughs> All right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, uh, be on the lookout next podcast. We'll do a little preview to the following game against uh, Vegas on the 12th, our home opener game match as well. So one final thought, as I always say in every podcast, follow us on social media. If you haven't yet at state Republic 12 is where you can look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And also if you would like to watch some of our video interviews that we also do on the podcast but actually see us see our reactions and and see our interviewees on there search us up on youtube state of the republic podcast and you'll be able to find them on there and if you really enjoy our podcast please let a friend know especially if they like soccer if they don't like soccer then please our mission is to hopefully get you inspired enough to be like you know what I'm going to start following soccer. I'm going to start supporting Sacramento. So that way we get a team in MLS. And so we keep showing the world that you're an investor. Right here is the good spot to put your money at. So awesome. Well, with that being said, thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Michael. We will see everyone next time here on State of the Republic podcast. Sounds great. Have a good night, everyone. Bye, everybody.